I remember I was like, I'm going to remember this. And then like five minutes after I ate some chips and instantly <laughs> forgot. <laughs> talking about The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Way of Kings! Last episode, we talked a lot about the characters and Val's general thoughts on the book, as well as kind of just the setup of Way of Kings with the epigraphs and the interludes and all that jazz. Today, in this episode, we'll be talking a lot more about the mechanics, everyone's favorite part. So... We're going to talk about Spren, we're going to talk about Shard Blades, Shard Plate, Soul Casting, Radiance, Ooh, all soul that stuff. Casting. And we'll see if we have any theories or if I can help clear things up for Val. Uh, quick spoiler warning, we will be spoiling all of The Way of Kings in this episode. And Val has now read through like the middle of Oathbringer, so we'll likely spoil some stuff all the way up to Oathbringer. So we won't spoil like major plot points, most Yeah, probably likely. not too, too important. But if you haven't read Oathbringer, maybe steer clear of this episode until you have. We won't be spoiling anything outside of the Stormlight Archive, and we will not be spoiling Dawn Shard or Rhythm of War or Edge Dancer. So if you haven't read any of those, that is totally fine. This is a safe episode for you to listen to, but be aware that we may be spoiling all the way up to Oathbringer. All right. So mechanics. First thoughts. Do you have any... Just what what did you think about the way that uh, the magic system worked in in the Way of Kings? It was very 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 confusing. Mm-hmm. It was just wild, just so weird about all soul casting, all spren, all shard blades. When I read uh, Way of Kings first, my brain was just overflowing with questions. Mm-hmm. After reading like ten words of it my brain was like ah and like having a panic attack about how many questions there were mm-hmm. way of kings does a lot of setup and a lot of world building for and not a lot of answers <laughs> it does a lot of setup for future books and for the whole series and for the whole world of roshar but honestly i do think there are a lot of answers i think that there's a very 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 good amount of setup in way of kings she has been asking me a lot of questions and <laughs> i'm like raffo <laughs> And she's like, do you know the answer? I'm like, yeah. When do you find out? Rhythm, Rhythm of War. Rhythm of War has a lot of stuff in it, but mm-hmm. we're not there yet. We're only on Way of Kings. Mm-hmm. So in Way of Kings, when I read it for the first time, I was very taken aback by the hard magic system, just because in a lot of the books that I'd read previously and a lot of the fantasy series that I had really enjoyed, they were much more soft magic. I was very into YA before I started getting into the Cosmere, and two of my favorite fantasy series in YA were Six of Crows by Leigh Bardugo and Strange the Dreamer by Lainey Taylor. Both of those have really cool magic systems, but they're very soft. They have magic? Yeah, I thought Six of Crows was about, like, a king crow and a war. It's not about either. (laughs) It's not? I thought there was a king crow and it was having a war with another thing, like humans. No, that's not what it's about at all. Oh. It's about a bunch of thieves. 
Oh, I was some way off. Are some of them crows? No. Please be some of them crows. Well, they're crows. all crows. They're, that's their oh, group shit. name. Oh. But they're all people. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, okay so anyway. Yeah, six of crows and Strange the Dreamer are still two of my favorite fantasy series to date. And they both have very soft magic systems where there's kind of some guidelines about what you can do and what you can't do, but there aren't hard and fast rules a lot of the time. So, for example, in Six of Crows, one character is a heart render, which means that she can kind of manipulate people's bodies and how they work. Okay, so that makes sense. So she, like, can knock people out. She can make them really hot or really cold or, you know, things like that. Have pain, maybe? Yes. But there isn't a specific explanation of, like, where that power comes from or what the cost of using it is or things like that. And that makes it a softer magic system. It's a very cool magic system but it is a soft magic system. In Way of Kings, the very, not the very first, but the very second thing we get is the Zeth prologue, where he is... uh, Fighting. Where he's, right, he's fighting, he's killing a bunch of people, and he is kind of info-dumping on the reader, like, oh, here's how lashings work. And he's teaching you about, like, half lashings and quarter lashings and full lashings. Uh Uh-huh. I was just like, what is happening? This is so weird. When you first get into a Sanderson book, it can be very overwhelming trying to figure out the rules of that magic system, just because one thing that Sanderson does consistently is have very, very hard, very well-defined magic systems. And confuse you. I mean, yes, but the, the point is that the magic systems make sense. Like, there are rules, you can write down a list of rules, you can guess how they're going to work, which I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. But it is. it is a little confusing when you first get started and you're like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> um, so what did you think about, let's just start by talking about the radiant powers that we see in Way of Kings. So Radiant powers, uh, lashings. We see Kaladin, like, sticking stuff to walls. Uh-huh. We see him, like, directing arrows to hit his shield instead of, you know, hitting him. Yeah. And... I think... Do we see him heal anything? We see him heal himself. Yes. A bunch of times. And then I think that's it. We see Shalom Soulcast. And yes. we see Yasna Soulcast. But do we see... Do we? See Shalon do her radiant powers? Yeah. Ah. She soulcasts the blood. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's her radiant powers. Mm-hmm. What did you think of all of these powers? They're really cool. In the book, I was like, they're not going to make a whole thing and find out a good name for it. Radiance, such a good name. Shout out to Radiance. Good name. (laughs) Shout out to Radiance. Kaladin, hope you're having a good time. He probably isn't. No. Poor Kaladin. Shalon, hope you're having a good time. She probably isn't. isn't. So you thought that there were going to be more Radiance in the book than there were? No, I thought in, like, the next book and next book. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that they were just going to create one, a book called Words of Radiance. And only have it about two radiants. Mm-hmm. I was like certain there was going to be more, and that wasn't going to be the end. And I was correct. What did you think about the way that? Okay, so do you know what a surge is? Surge binding, I know. Uh huh. Which is him like sticking stuff to walls and sticking people together. Isn't that surge binding? Yes, but that's not all that surge binding is. What is okay? What is a surge? So there are ten surges on Roshar. 
and they're basically each a different power. Ten is a very special number, apparently. It is. It's very special. Like in, yeah, like in uh, Norse mythology, nine is. Yep, in the Mistborn series, 16. But basically, ten and 16 are very important to the Cosmere. Ten specifically to Roshar. 16 is important to Scadriel and also, you know, Aiden, Alcyon, and the entire Cosmere. So there's the Surge of Illumination, which is what Shallan uses to light weave. And illumination is actually the surge of waves. So, like, it can be waves of light or waves of sound. Each radiant order gets two surges. Okay? So, do you know what, two surges, repeating that you know what two surges Kaladin has? Uh, the binding and the lashing. Mm, yes. So he has adhesion and adhesion gravitation. Adhesion and gravitation. Sticking stuff together and making stuff all adhesion different. Adhesion is a very weird word. So the ten small circles right here on the middle are the ten surges, okay? Oh, the small ones? Yeah, so each of those is a surge. And then each of those surges is connected by these thin lines to different uh, of the big circles. And the big circles are the radiant orders. Okay, can you so, n- name the radiant? So, for example, this is the Windrunners, mm-hmm. and their two surges are adhesion and gravitation. What are the other... Uh... The other nine orders? Yeah. They are. Okay, ready? Yeah. We got... Windrunners, Else Callers, Lightweavers, Stonewards, Edge Dancers, Skybreakers, Will Shapers. Oh man, these are all starting to sound the same. Bondsmiths, uh, and two more orders. <laughs> yeah, baby. The next one is called number one, oh, oh, and the dust, next one. Dustbringers, <laughs> and one more order. <laughs> if you are the order that I missed, Sucks to suck. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot Truth Watcher. What else do you think about the Radiance? Most of them I did not know the ones you said. They did mention Dustbringers actually first. That's the first Radiant Order that is name dropped. And I believe that the second one is Windrunners, like Kaladin is. And then it just kind of goes crazy from there. But um, do you have a favorite order? Ooh. Okay. If I could be one... But I would not choose Elf Collar. At first I thought it was Elf Collar. Because I do not know how I would use that. All I could do is transport between worlds and then maybe make it back. And so I don't really want to do that. Because I can't really do anything. And no one would trust me. You can soul cast. Oh, I can soul cast, yeah. But so can uh, Shallan. Okay, but what, what's your favorite order? <sighs> I like Light Weavers. I like Edge Dancers, but also just because of the lift. I'm going to mark off Edge Dancer, I think. Cool. Edge Dancer is one of the tops. Because it would just be cool to be awesome. But lift, you have to keep in mind that lift's powers are weird. She can't do what every Edge Dancer can. So, like, if I bonded... Edge Dancers bond Cultivation Spren. If I, right now, bonded a Cultivation Spren, I would not be able to eat food and turn it into power. Yes, but... That's just lift. The person that uh, she was chasing probably didn't have the exact same power as her. Could do the same things. What do you mean? Remember when she was chasing to get the ruby? Oh, the fused, you mean? Yeah. So fused are weird, hmm. and we won't really talk about them in this episode since it's a Wave Kings episode. But what I'm saying is edge dancers do have the powers that Lyft has, but Lyft has the power to eat food and turn it into light. Yeah, that's why she was so skinny. Yes, and most people do not have that power. Now I realize it is just envisioned Taurus Frosta. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Just a bit skinnier and I like mean, a tiny bit longer like Frosta, hair. but that's what her like vibes are. That's Radiance. 
Mm-hmm. Let's go into talking about Spren. Spren. How, you, how do you feel about Spren? Oh, man. I love Spren. They're so cool. Spren are so cool. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just so weird, and there are so many different types, and they have so many different powers, and they bond humans and, like, gain... Wait, what is it called? Sapiens? Yeah, sapiens or intelligence. Mm-hmm. When they bond their person... And, like, Syl was trying to figure out what is happening to her and was having, like, a mental breakdown because she like, didn't I know. I know what death is, Kaladin. Why do I, I know, know what death, death is? Yeah. Do you know about the different types of spren? Like, generally, there are higher spren and then there are lower spren. Do you know the differences? The higher spren can bond to humans. They can bond with humans. Do you know what the bond is called? Oh, dang it, it said it. It did say it. And I I remember I was like, I'm gonna remember this. And then, like, five minutes after I ate some chips and instantly forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I'm gonna remember this. And I want chips. So I went to the cabinet, grabbed chips, and forgot. <laughs> five minutes later, I ate some chips. Okay. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little trip. We got a little okay, sidetrack yeah, yeah. on chips. So the higher spren can bond humans, but you don't remember what the bond is called. No, what is it? A Nahel bond. Nahel. I do not like that word because, um, fun fact, Michael, whatever his face, Kramer, Michael Kramer and Kate Redding, they say Nahel really weird, and it sounds like Nile. They're like, oh, a Nile bond, and I hate it, Um, and it took me a very, very long time to start saying Nahel because I'm like, oh yeah, it's the Nile bond. Uh, I remember it as Zyle. No, because they do say Zahel. They say his name as Zyle in the audiobooks, mm-hmm. and they say Nahel as Nile, and so it's just really confusing. When I saw Z- Zahel, Zahel, I still Zyle? can't say his name. When Zahel? I saw his, I just use his other name now, but that's spoilers. What is his, oh, okay. When I saw his name for the first time, I was like, who the heck in He's heck is this? a herald. Who the storming heckity heck is this? He's a herald. Maybe. Wait a minute, no! Is he? So, Spren, when I first started Wave Kings, I remember being really thrown off by the existence of the Spren. Like, I was just really confused all the time, and I had no idea what was happening. And I wasn't, like, put off by that. Like, it didn't annoy me. I was just kind of like, hmm, this is weird, and I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. But, uh, slight, slight Wave Kings prime spoilers. It's not really spoilers at all, but in that book, there aren't Still Wave Kings. In that book, there are no Spren. I forgot. And it's That's really, so really weird. Weird. Is that even canon? The Wave Wave Kings Kings No, it's not canon. But I do think that the Spren and the existence of Spren really changes Way of Kings and makes it what it is. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Dante about this, like, months and months ago. Like, the Spren are a really, really big part of Roshar, right? There are yeah. Spren, there are Rhythms, there are Crabs. Those are, like, the three things that are different about Roshar. And on the first read-through, I was really confused till probably about a quarter of the way in about what the Spren were, but then I got used to it. I wonder if we removed all Spren from all of the Cosmere, but we didn't change the story at all except the parts that had Spren in it, what it would be. Well, there are a lot of parts that have Spren in them. Yeah. Like, you can't have Radiance without having Spren. It would be like a 20-minute long book each. Do you know what Spren are? They're bits of gods? Sure. Well, honor spren are pieces of honor, like baby, like childs of honor. 
So, hear me out. Do you know what investiture is? Uh, yes. What is it? Your podcast? No, (laughs) it is magic. Investiture is magic, sure. We'll go with that. And Mm -hmm. spren are pieces of investiture that represent other people's perceptions of concepts. So... Basically, spren are formed by people thinking about things. So, if we use the example of a sapphic spren. <laughs> yeah, sapphic spren. That's my, like, handle on the 17th Shard forums and on Tumblr and all that jazz. So, we're just going to use it as an example because it's not canon, but it should be branded. And it's cool. Yeah. So, in case you don't know, sapphic is the word for a woman who is attracted to other women. It can also be used for non-binary people. But... If I am thinking, or if I am perceiving women or the love of women by other women, I think about that a lot. Yeah. This is not a hypothetical. (laughs) My perception, whether it's subconscious or conscious, my perception of the love that women have for other women. So cute. My perception of that love, if a bunch of people are thinking it, or a bunch of people are perceiving that, that could be enough to create a new type of spread. Spread. After that perception of a concept, the concept of the love that women have for other women, or the concept of women loving other women, once that has coalesced into a spren, then every time a woman is thinking gay thoughts, like me 24-7. Yeah, every single moment. uh, Then they could attract a sapphic spren. They would be around Eve every single day of her life. They would. I would attract... So many sapphics, Brent, it would be ridiculous. You couldn't even see her. <laughs> there would just be a wall around her. Yes, I become um, actually a radiant of the 11th order. The only spren I bond is sapphic spren, <laughs> and that is all. And um, I and, have the powers of gay. Yeah, uh, your only power is to meek, make, meek, to make people gay. So, anyway, spren are when people think about things, mm-hmm. when enough people think about those things, spren or small chunks of investiture, become spread. Well, yeah. And most they become representations of, of those concepts. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know where that investiture comes from? It comes from the shards. Uh-huh. And what are the shards on Roshar? Uh, the pieces of odium. Wait, nope. Wrong. The pieces <laughs> of adenalsium. Uh-huh. The 16 pieces. But 16. Misborn 16. But which ones are on Roshar? Okay, ready? I've got this. Honor, cultivation, and odium. Yeah! Ten points to that. So, yes. And honor, is honor vibing? Uh, is honor alive? No. No, he is not. Honor's vibing in the tranquiline hall. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a sticker. That could be Honor's our merch. Vibing, vibing in the, the tranquiline halls. I want a shirt that says that. That was really funny to me for some reason. Honor is dead, so that's not good. Honor's dead and I can see what I can do. what happens when you kill... But basically, honor was made up of a whole creme ton of investiture, okay? There was a lot of investiture, and it was honor. Yeah. And there was a person who was also honor. Mm -hmm. I am 100% blanking on his name right now. Tanavast. (laughs) I don't know why that took me so long. Uh, Tanavast, he had the power of honor. He was the vessel of honor. Then he died. And honor died. Okay? So all of that investiture, all of that power that previously was 
him. being controlled by one person. It wasn't him. It was being oh, controlled yeah, that's by what him. I meant. It goes, it goes all throughout Roshar, and it becomes, well, it doesn't become Spren, because there were already Spren before that. So all Spren are a mix of honor and cultivation. Some of them have more honor, some of them have more cultivation, but they're all a mix of the two types of investiture. However, there are also Void Spren, which are odious investiture. Odious investiture. Uh, yeah, so that's a lot of Spren. This is turning into Sprencast, uh-huh. which is fine by me. I like Spren. Whew. Okay, well, do you have any other Spren thoughts, or can we move on finally? No, but I do have an, uh, I almost said Odium again, Adenalsium theory. Yeah, but we're not going to do that. So, do you have any more Spren thoughts, or are we good to move on? Um, I had one earlier. What was it? Oh, yeah, it's weird that some Spren, if you think about it hard enough, they'll become a Spren. But with other spren, like flame spren, when a fire is there, it will come. So either the okay, fire is thinking so, about it. So no. <laughs> what? So. You have to be thinking about flame spren? No. So what I said before, what I at least meant to say, I don't know if I actually said this, but what I meant to say was that spren are created by people's perceptions then once their existence, once they exist, then they can be drawn by other things. Ah. When Shalon is drawing, and she attracts a bunch of creation spren, yes. she's not thinking about creation spren, she's thinking about creation. And the spren are attracted to her making things, to the act of making. So they're attracted to her. There's also some weird thing in Way of Kings about creation spren being more attracted to someone who's better at art. She's like, skill seems to be involved. Who's who's judging the art? Like, is it is the, it the creation spread? Yeah, the spread are like, hmm, I don't that... really like this person's art very much. I'm just not gonna manifest here. Like, what? Okay, but anyway. But if there's something like flame Maybe they're spread, just wrong. <laughs> flame spread appear near fire. It doesn't matter if someone's thinking about the fire, because flame spread have been created by people's perceptions of fire. And now they exist. And do you know where they are when they're not in the physical realm? Flame spread? No, just spread in general. Oh, uh, oh yeah, they're in that big, uh, what is that called? It's the other world. It's the big, uh, like, spread cities and stuff. It starts with an S, the world, right? Mm-hmm. What is it? I can't remember. Shadesmar. Shadesmar. And, uh, you're gonna have to be a little careful because... It is not the only other realm. There are three realms in the cosmic. There's the physical, which is where people are. The mental. The cognitive. The cognitive, that's right. Which is Shadesmar. Which is, yeah. And then... The other one? The other one. (laughs) The spiritual realm. Ah, And the spiritual realm... I think it's called the other one. At this point, is basically used for Brandon to point to and say, My magic works because... Spiritual realm. And then Hinge moves on. Yeah. So Starts Spren, talking about Kaladin. So Spren do live in Shadesmar most of the time. That's the cognitive realm. Which makes sense because Spren are formed by people thinking. Cognition <laughs> thinking. We won't talk anymore about that because that's not in Way of Kings at all. No. Alright, let's move on to Shard Blades and Shard Plate. And Shard Bows? No, not Shard Bows. No. Okay, so you had a ton of questions while you were first reading about shard blades and plate. Do you want to throw some of those out and we can talk about them? 
no. Most of them are spoilers. The first time we see shard blades is when Kalak drives his sword in well, to the stone. If we're gonna get technical, the first time we see them is when you see the eight honor blades in a circle. Anyway. Uh, and then we see Zeth battling with them, and it was so cool. And mm-hmm. I was envisioning people with burned out eyes. I was just kind of in awe. I know this is not the most crazy thing to be in awe of, but I was really interested in the fact that the Shardblades can go through any material. I just thought that was, like, super cool um, Mm -hmm. as a concept, which, yeah, obviously there's much cooler stuff that has happened in the Stormlight Archive, but I just thought when I first read that, I was like, they can go through anything? That's so cool. And I was like, oh, they can go through anything? Light surface, okay. But then I was like, ooh, they burn out people's eyes? Ooh. So I think we talked a little bit about how Shardblades work in the last episode, maybe. But let's do a recap. How do shard blades work, Val? You hold one, uh-huh. and you stab someone with it, or like one them through with it, and they're like, the soul stops working. Say you grab a plant, a living plant, and you grab a shard blade and run it through, it won't have any clear sign of damage, except it'll, the soul will die, and then the second time you can actually cut through it. Mm-hmm. What would happen if, like, you cut off my arm? It wouldn't actually cut off your arm, I wouldn't just be able to take off take your arm home Mm -hmm. or something (laughs) basically it would destroy the soul of your arm your arm would just turn all gray and you like wouldn't be able to use it it's kind of like harry's arm when gildor lockout just like takes all the bones out of it except it has bones i think it does have bones you just can't use. yeah it's just like "Mm." yeah so spirit webs what? So Are you talking this, about like spider webs? There's this thing called a spirit web that everybody oh, has in spider the Spider web, okay. Okay? Yes. It is in the spiritual realm because it's a spirit web. Yes, it is a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost web. Why do, why, why when you said spirit web, I have like tons of shivers now? Because I'm very scary. It's not actually a ghost web, oh. but it is, you have a spirit web, or you would if you were in the Cosmere. I would have a spirit web. Maybe we do. Maybe we are in the Cosmere. And your spirit web reflects you. So it reflects what you look like, what you imagine yourself to look like, what powers you have, like if you can access investiture, and if so, how you can do that. If something has gone horribly wrong with you, it'll show that in there. And So basically, wait, what will it show like the future of you? Very interesting question. <gasps> so my spirit web would be like, oh, this is Eve. She's 18. She has a pretty normal-ish body. You know, she vibing. She can't use magic. But if somebody cut off... She's very lesbian. She's very lesbian. <laughs> your, whole, your whole spirit web my, is just rainbows. My spirit web is the lesbian flag, actually. Um, yeah. But if somebody cut off, let's say, my left leg... With what? A just sharp, a sharp blade. With okay. a sharp blade. Then my spirit web would instantly change to show that... I do not have a left leg anymore. Like instantly? Like the second it touches it? I have no idea. So what it's doing is it's severing the, the spiritual integrity of my leg. <laughs> my leg still exists in the physical. It still exists in the co- Does it still exist in the cognitive? Hey, Brandon Sanderson, who's definitely listening to this podcast. Yeah. I've got, I've got a question for you that I have done zero research and put zero thought into. If someone cuts off my leg, does the cognitive component of my leg still exist? Is there a cognitive component component of my leg? I'm going to say no, not before. Before it gets cut off, I would say that I am one cognitive component, right? Like, my arm is not a different, does not have a different soul than I do. No. But once you cut it off, it still exists in the physical, does not exist attached to me in the spiritual. 
does it still exist in the spiritual? Does it still exist in the cognitive? Is it a separate entity for me in either of those places? See, if you were an else caller like Yasna, you could just go into the cognitive right now. But then I might not be able to come back and tell you the answer. You just look in there. Just be like, hmm. Wait, you can just, like, puck your head in? You can just puck your head in, actually. You can? No, legitimately, I mean, I don't think you actually are, like, physically, you're not physically poking your head in, but you can halfway transition, or, like, partially transition, so, so that you somewhere. can, like, see in. Like, you can just do a little peek-see. Shalon has the same soul-casting ability as Yasna, which is the surge of... The Else Caller's second surge is transportation. Transportation! Transportation Get on a bus! Okay. Transportation, get on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Slogan for the surgery. <laughs> transportation, get on, on a bus. <laughs> Yasna's second surge is transportation. Shalon does get not have. Get on a bus. Shalon does not have that surge because she has the second surge of light weavers, which is illumination. So Shalon cannot go into Shadesmar. Maybe I don't want to be an elf caller because I can just be a. Uh... Did you just say elf caller again? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Anybody knows anybody who knows anybody who knows anybody who knows Brandon Sanderson? Have Brandon Sanderson tweeted us? Yes. Or anybody who knows the answer? Any anyone who knows the answer is fine. Okay. But if it's Brandon I'll Sanderson, that would be cool. This, I'll do some research on this later, and if I find an answer, I will I will do some future site shenanigans, and I will um, cut back and be like, "Oh, future Eve here. Here's the answer." Hey, future Eve here. Not only did I not research. I did not think about this question at all until I ran into it again while listening back to this episode. And now it is too late for me to research because I procrastinated on finishing the edit for this episode. So, if you know the answer, feel free to message me on the shard or whatever. I might look into this later. In fact, I probably will. But today is not the day. Back to current Eve or past Eve or whatever you want to call it. That was certainly a tangent that we went on. And that did not really have a purpose. Um... Shard blades, that's what we were talking shard about. Blades. Shard cool. blades, cool. Yeah, shard plate. Shard plate. Also exists. Yeah, it does. Okay, I think we're done with the episode. All right, yep, that's a wrap. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, so, We're joking. Stay on, stay on. So, shard plate. Plot. <laughs> so, that's the French way of saying it. Shard plot. The shard plot. We didn't talk about shard plate at all. Shard plate is weird. I envisioned it to just look like regular plate, really thin, and then I saw a picture, and they looked like a... regular plate, you mean regular armor? Yes, that's what I mean. Like, regular, like, chest plate where it's, like, that thin. I saw a drawing, and I was like, that guy looks like a storming robot. Yeah, shard plate is very bulky. It's very large. And I envisioned the helmet to just be so much smaller. He's like... (laughs) No, it's very large. Yeah, the helmet's, like, that big... Mm-hmm. Do you have theories about shard plate? Like, why is it so strong? Where does it come from? I, Where does it go? Where does it come from, Cotton Eye Joe? I don't know. I think somehow it's related to the Trankline Halls. Like, somehow, like, the armor... Somehow the Trankline Halls, like, dropped down armor and stuff, and it, in the Trankline Halls, the armor got, like, super strong somehow, and then it, like, fell down and made uh, shard plate... Because we were just like chunks, and they're like, "Oh, look at this cool metal that fell from the from the Trankline halls." 
let's make a plate out of it. And then it was super strong. But I don't think it's made out of the same stuff as... Shard blades? Yes. It sounds like the stuff made out of shard blade is like Bascar steel, vibranium, mithril. I won't confirm or deny anything that you just said, but I will say... Well, I know I'm correct with part of it. I know that they're made out of, like, a mostly indestructible metal. Because you can, like, stand on one. Plate? No, the plate. Okay, but you can destroy plate. Yes. Pretty easily. You just have to grab a shard blade and go, like, hack, 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 hack. Well, I mean, it's not easy, because you got to hit the same place a whole bunch of times. So, do we have any more thoughts about plate or plates? They're good to eat off of. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is one of the things I find coolest and weirdest about shard plate, is, like, as long as you have one piece of it, you can grow it all back. Uh-huh. And the other pieces... So let's say I have a full set of shard plate. I am simply vibing. Mm-hmm. I am living the buff lesbian dream. I am walking around just murdering Sadius. No. Okay. <laughs> You're just no, no, no. grabbing a hammer? The buff lesbian dream is to murder Sadius. Anyway, so I'm walking around in shard plate, right? And then I get hot, so I just start taking it off. I'm like, I don't want this on anymore. <laughs> so I start taking off my plate don't piece I... by piece, and I just leave it wherever, except one piece. So say I'm wearing, I don't know, the gauntlet. So let's say I'm wearing the gauntlet, and that's it. And all the other pieces are just, like, sitting behind me. But when I go back and I feed the gauntlet stormlight, it's going to start growing back the entire set of armor. And the other pieces are just going to, like, shrivel up and just, like, disappear. That is so whack to me. Yeah. Like, what? What's happening there? The spiritual integrity of the shard plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's being, it's reconstructing in the physical realm the spiritual manifestation of the shard plate. And so then the shard plate that's in the physical realm becomes detached from the spirit web and goes bye-bye. Let's not talk anymore about plate, because... We have nothing except... So it doesn't matter. Well, I could say a lot more about oh, plate. Oh, say but, a lot more. But <laughs> say a lot more, but not in way of kings. Le- honestly, I think that let's let's have you say your theory about Aiden Alcium, and then we'll call it a wrap for the day. We have obviously more stuff to talk about that we'll talk about in the future. Even if you have, don't even say, say someone like cracks your plate and you lose all of it except like a tiny square of it. That can regrow all of it. A tiny square? Yeah. It. He said, like, Maybe? collect the pieces of it, because it but will I make it like, quicker to regrow. But I feel like you have to have, it has to be able to, like, absorb stormlight. Well, yeah, I think it can absorb stormlight. It will just be much slower, because the stormlight yes. will leak out. Okay, okay, this is the wildest theory. Eve hasn't even heard it. I have not. You heard it here first, folks. So, I think there's going to be a big spring gathering at, like, Near the end of the world. Well, this will cause the end of the world. There's going to be a big spring gathering. Anyone connected to investiture will come. And all the investiture... In the entire cosmere? They'll be in different planets. But everyone in that planet will co- come into their meeting space. And everyone in that planet will. And everyone in that... Yes. Mm-hmm. In the entire cosmere. It will slowly be going closer and closer together. Because all the investiture will be sucking together. And closing and closing. Mm-hmm. And then all this, the 16 shards are going to reform Adenalsium. And Adenalsium is going to be like, hey guys. That's like, a, like the end of the world. And then, all, and then all the planets are really close together and they'll keep getting closer and then there'll be a big explosion. Oh, physically closer? 
Yeah. Oh. They might they might not touch and have a big explosion, but if do they not, do, you not think that the investor could all combine in the spiritual realm? Oh, they because might. There's no time or place in the spiritual realm. That does make sense, but if there is a big explosion, then uh, Adonisium will just be like lounging back, sipping like lemonade on a chair next to a pool, and just living the life. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of thank you, Brandon Highly Sanderson. Invested. Thank you, Brandon Sanderson. We greatly appreciate Brandon Sanderson for writing the Cosmere. We greatly appreciate you for being into the Cosmere and for listening to whatever the heck this was. Thank you so, so much for being here and for listening and being amazing. New episodes will release, as according to my schedule, every other Monday at or before 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Invested Cosmere. And feel free to contact me there or at HighlyInvestedPod at gmail.com if you have commentary or questions or suggestions or relevant wobs to link, perhaps, that answer my burning questions. Once again, thank you so, so very much for tuning in. We didn't come up with a catchphrase still. Elf caller, get on a bus! <laughs> get on a bus! <laughs>